saints, you know, God still loves people. And he won't stop. And yesterday we had a meeting with some guys and we were talking that we still have to plant churches that are authentic. Where the pastor and his sermon are one. The pastor and his sermon are It's not do what I say and not what I do. But it is actually follow me as I follow. And we need to keep contending for the faith of the saints. When people follow us, as pastors, the question should be, if they follow us to the end, where will they end? And that's a very important question. And as a preacher, as a person, as a Christian, you must have an absolute answer to that question. I know people who today followed people and end up in hell. End up very discouraged. I used to love God. But this is what happened in our church. Muruti did this, Muruti did that. And now I'm not there. I'm not into this Christianity thing anymore. Can I say to us, let us contend for the faith so that when people follow us, they do not stray away from Jesus. Amen. Is there anyone who's visiting us for the first time today? Are you here for the first time? Good. Oh, oh there's... You already looked too happy for anyone to assume you came for the first time. But we, we are aware you. We are happy that you are here. And we trust God will do what he intends in and through your life. Amen. Saints. If we are going to win the world. We have to statistically have more good churches. Proper churches. If we have one bad church, we must at least have five good ones. But how are we going to plant churches if we don't raise leaders who have the heart to plant churches? We must raise people who desire to see lives changed. Not to see themselves sitting in a church always listening. How are we going to raise leaders if we don't raise the priesthood of all believers? Hmm? You are called and gifted by God. You are called and gifted by God. Regardless of age and background, God has called you. When you are not aware, you keep thinking, I am lower. You're not lower. God has not put anything on earth that he has no purpose for, including you. How do you say that? 
And so when we raise the priesthood of believers, we raise men and women, young and old, who says, I am the son of the king, and therefore I have a voice on the affairs of this earth. Because my father has set men to rule on earth, not the devil. And if the devil has a voice on what should happen, I have an even higher voice. I'm a daughter and a son of God. All of what is created belongs to my father. But if you don't stand as a priesthood, if you don't stand and use your gifts and follow your calling, ye are gods, but you will die as mere men. You will die like people who have no hope. When your hope is a living hope, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So as we think about what we are talking about, we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. We need to be thinking, am I moving to that level? Because when we look at sinners, if a person is not born again and they keep saying to us, I, I, I want to change, I want to do this and this, we frown at them, Rabamaka Lord. No, 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 no. The price has been paid already. Christ has redeemed you already. You don't have to go and die in hell. Why? Because Christ has already died for you. You lack the revelation to realize that your circumstances, your situation does not define you. Christ has already done that. But you know, as you judge them, you condemn yourself. Because now, when you were born in Adam, Adam again. Remember, in Adam you were sinful, you were an enemy of God. You remember all those things, negative things. But you died, remember? And you were resurrected with Jesus. So when you are resurrected with Christ, the old man has no power over you anymore. The law of sin and death is being destroyed. So you are raised as a new man. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 15, 17? 17 says what? If any man be in Christ, he's a what? He's a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, now new things have come. This is a new man and we have learned this new man is created after God. He's infused with the power. This old man onto mudrega. He's cheating you of the life you already have. When you want to do something, you appear as a dead person when you are actually alive in Christ Jesus. So we have a crisis, don't we? And here's our crisis. Our crisis is simple. It's that God has raised us. But we live. Jesus says, do not take them out of the world. 
They are not of the world, but they live in the world. But the problem they have is that they are conforming to the standards of the world when they are not they are from above. They are not supposed to be listening from the things of the world. They are supposed to. Are you following? So, two things that you must remember. What we call positional truth. We spoke about it before. Positional truth is who you are in God. The position where you are elevated. The realm of your strength and existence is where with God. Are you following? If I am born into a royal family, I am of the royal blood. Agir. I'm a prince. I'm a princess. My princehood does not depend on whether I have grown or not. When I am born as a child of the king, I am already a prince or a princess. How am I? No, 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 no. Utaba princess house on only 21. No, no, no. I am born one. Are you following? So that is my position. But if let's say I'm a prince, one day I'm going to be the king. I am raised as a future king. So what is put in me is kingship, it's rulership, is the fact that you need to tell people this is left, this is right, stop here, don't go. So I am therefore positionally I'm a king. Vitally or practically, I'm a child growing. But if I can see myself just as a child growing, I'll behave like normal kids who are not kings. I will conform to their patterns. So now, you are born again. You are full of God. He says, John... Speaking, he says, I write to you young children. Because you know the father. You were born again. He says, you young men now. When you are a child, your relationship is defined by birth. You are born a prince. But when you become a young man, he says, you are full of the kingdom. You are full of the word of God. You are full of the understanding, the revelation of the business of your father. And so now you start taking a stance against people who say, your kingdom is like you say, no, 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 no. My father is not like that. Our kingdom is like this. And now, who do you overcome? How do you overcome the evil one? The word of God is in you. When the evil one comes and tries 
to distort a chencha tsela eo muso wa ntata o sebetsang when he comes are if you are the son of god twisting the operation of the kingdom when you are a child you just you do what eve did you will not die you believe you won't die and therefore you die in the process because you believe the lie why do you believe the lie because the truth is not in you when the devil says Luana, you are able to say no in the constitution of my father's kingdom it is written they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony are you still with me and so when you don't understand you remain vital truth a positional truth z but you are still co C. You've been born again for 20 years, but you are still co C. You are far from who you truly are. In Colossians, I in Colossians chapter 3. It says, Now you have been raised with Christ Jesus, and you are seated with Him. Remember? In the heavenly places. It says, now set your hearts on things above. Set your mind on things, not on earthly things. Why? Because you died. Do you remember that part? I want us to go to Romans chapter 6. Just look at that part again. For you, you died. Now, in Romans chapter 6... Paul tells us, remember he told us that when we die with Jesus, we are baptized into his death. And now we are raised as a new man. Let's read, let's take it, last time we, 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 we read up to where we spoke that we are dead. Remember the type of deaths we spoke about? In phase one, before the foundations of the earth, you remember, we were blessed, all things were good. What happened? We sinned and we died to God. Are you still there? Don't worry, one day I won't be your pastor. Might be sooner than you think. And then you would have forgotten. And then Satan, not about Papa, and guess what? I'll be living my life. I died to God. A sinner is dead to God's enemy. Separated from the life of God. But in Christ he was blessed. Like you remember. Joel, how Adama Ajasibi, the Bible says we died to God. But when we now come to Christ, we die with Christ. When we die with Christ, we are now dead to sin you remember so sin does no longer have power over us but we are now alive to god are you still there so let's take it from verse 5 if we have been united with him like this in his death we will also 
be united with him in his resurrection. That is clear again. We died and were resurrected with him. For we know that our old self, who's the old self? The old man was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be what? Slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So we are now dead to what? To sin. So you and I need to be very concerned and very angry and be thinking, how can sin dominate my life when I'm dead to it? There's something I'm doing wrong. Because clearly the issue of sin was dealt with on the cross. My problem is not sin. My problem is not the old man. The old man died and was buried. My problem is not putting him off his habits. Are you still with us on that one? Verse 9. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has a mastery over him. Death is not Christ's master anymore. Therefore, anyone who is dead cannot fear dead, death because they are already dead. But anyone who's not living the life that overcomes the fear of death is not aware that they are now alive in Christ. If you were living in the life that is in Christ, you would not fear death. Because you would know I have already died. This thing is just an overall I'm using in the interim to fulfill God's purposes. But as far as death is concerned, death has no power over me anymore. Are you still okay? Now, verse 10. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to. Clearly, that's our problem, you and I. You and I, our problem is that we get out of Egypt and we are stuck in the wilderness. But the life is not in, in the wilderness. You are going to die. Although you are free from slavery, you have not come into the place of provision. Here they will give you food so that you have energy to do their labor. In the wilderness, there may not be food. So you see, that's why you remember Egypt. Because you, you figure Egypt was better. At least I could eat. But you don't understand. You were eating so that you can remain a slave of sin and sickness and disease and death and the philosophy of the fats. That is why they drink. As they drink, they think I'm happy, I'm happy. But tomorrow, the very snake, the Bible says, Juala it says, you see, people who are senseless, they mix drinks and they drink. It says, when they are beaten up and their eyes are red, you must read it in Proverbs. And then it says, they get beaten and they wake up, they say, I want more. 
they don't realize what seems like joy is enslavement. But because they don't know true joy, when they are in a place of wilderness, they can only revert back to what they know. They walk slowly towards who they are and faster towards who they were. Mm, so that's our biggest problem. We are not away. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. This is the verse I wanted. Verse 11. In the same way. What same way? Christ is dead to sin, alive to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer parts of, of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. Two types of Christians. Both under grace. But one mastered by the law therefore living under sin. Another one Mastered by the spirit of grace, therefore living the life of grace. Are you still there? Can we start preaching now? Okay. Let's start the preaching. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, you shall appear with him in glory. Are you following? When Christ, who's your life, appears, you shall appear with him in glory. Now, here's what I want you to remember. Matthew 17 says, Christ, when Christ appeared, I hope this thing won't confuse any of you. When Christ appeared, who's Christ? The anointed one. The divinity of God. Are you following the part of Jesus that made him God. I, 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 I'm so good. When Christ appeared, Jesus the man appeared with him in glory. But to listen to Let's take you back. Jesus was born as a son to Joseph and Mary. Jesus had his brothers, James, Joseph, and Jude, and his sisters. He ate, he slept, he drank, he did everything that he was supposed to do as a human being. So he was fully human. In Elimutu. 
So how about Mona? Banawa habo haba papalalen if they were playing. Never say Jesus mudi mukonyana ntateng kauhel. No 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 no. When they saw him, they saw him as their brother. When they fought with him, they fought him as their brother. Langutla kerwa nomli. They were not fighting with God. They fought with Jesus, our brother. Langutla kerwa. But now Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because now he has anointed me now to reveal his divinity. Remember we spoke in John chapter 2 in Cana after he turned water into wine. It says this of the first miracles Jesus did to reveal his glory. What is Jesus revealing? The Christ that lives within. Are you following? So when people judge him on the outside, they judge him. They say, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter, whom we know. But at the mountain of transfiguration, the Jesus they knew stood in front of them. And was this. He was, he was transfigured. And the Christ they never knew. Appeared in his glory. And the Bible says. Was the light that blinded them. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Now remember. We read. 2nd Corinthians chapter 3. Again. Where we read verse 18. So we now, with unveiled faces, we behold as in the mirror. Again, we are transformed from glory to uh-huh. you see, glory to glory. It says we have this treasure in the earthen vessel. Jesus had the treasure of divinity in the earthen vessel. And when they looked at him, they thought, ah, this guy. In the same way, when Christ in you, greater is he who is in you. The Christ, the Holy Spirit, the very transfigurate that happened in Christ. If we were to open ourselves and God was to allow us to see, guess what we are going to see? Glory. Thank you. They'll get it with time. So, Jesus transfigured, reveals the Christ, the anointing, the God in him. Question. Transfigured, what do you think you will reveal? Eh? Yeah. If we were to be transfigured, what do you think will be shown? Ah, you see why we lack revelation. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And when he appears, the Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we may be called his children. It says, What we shall be is not yet known. But we know that when he appears, 
Not only shall we see him as he is, but we shall appear with him. Why? Because the Bible says, those that he foreknew, he called. Those that he called, he justified. And those that he justified, he glorified. The glory That's what makes us godlike. Without the glory of God, the cabot of God, the power and the immanence, bumudimu lisi simulo sabo mudimu kante hoson harena bumudimu kaharoro. Are you following? And so now we are contending with this thing: the outside must conform to the inside. Lefati is our outside. Are you following? The world is our outside. We are not of the world. So the world must conform to us. This flesh must conform to the Christ in us. Man, here's what I wanted us to get to today. Maybe I'll just do that. Remember we read in the book, let's, let's just read there. First John. In First John, John tells us several things. Remember John tells us in chapter 1 that in God there is no darkness. Therefore the one who says who is in God but walk in, walks in darkness is a liar. Okay, let's hold on to this one. In chapter 2 of First John, it says, verse 3, We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his way, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Do you see what I'm reading? So if, if, if we say we know Christ, amen, but we don't walk in the light, here's what I love. Ish. I was hoping to preach it. Anyway, listen. If anyone says he is in Christ, he must. He has an obligation to walk as Christ did. Ephesians 5. Be imitators of God, dear children. So now, saints, um, there are a few things that I wanted to read. I'll just clarify them to you because we have already spoken about them. When we are seated with Christ, there are certain imperatives that should be inherent to our lives. One of those is that one, we are seated according to Ephesians chapter 1 where we read, above every principality. We discussed that last time again. 
that every power matimona everything all that is created was created by jesus but when christ was raised everything was put under his feet again and we are seated with him there everything is under our feet why because we are the body and we read colossians chapter 2 from verse 9 it says the fullness of god dwelt in christ in bodily form and then it says but you you have received the fullness and the fullness of who of christ what did christ do according to colossians he made a public spectacle over the principalities and so we said matimona are subject to jesus therefore we have authority over them haribala ephesians when we read ephesians 6 we must not read it as people who are engaging in a struggle where it's either or it's not either or one is coming from below another is coming from a higher position above principalities i must engage from that level aware that yes they may look scary but still i have look as you know some policemen are not okay let's put it this way how many of you are drivers you drive have you ever, have you ever been caught speeding have you you remember one of the people who caught you was too fat, too fat to even chase you you forget that the person was too fat and then you just see you were driving at 100 and whatever above 120 right did you just pass them did you overchase it did you just run them over what did you do it doesn't matter how powerful the demonic thing can look it can come like a truck but it knows what you don't know it knows that the authority you have is way above that's why the devil intimidates you first have you seen when people cast demons and demons like crouch up it never happens but when they know this one is a fake they'll trap you how's that are you following so number one we are there first corinthians chapter 2 how come from verse 9 there no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived what god has in store for us but he has revealed us to it to us by his spirit so which means seated there we must see things that other people don't see we are having a higher view but clearly you and i are looking from have you ever seen when you are looking from above you can't tell what is on top but but that's why we look at our enemies like this we look like grasshoppers when we're supposed to be looking like this and think hey are you following the bible then says we have the mind of christ sinners don't have a mind of Let me get to 
this part. If anyone claims to be in Christ, he must walk as Christ did. Let's just read the few things that Paul typifies the kind of persons we should be. Paul had achieved a lot of things. Again, he was educated. He was, but he says, I count all these things what? Rubbish. You know what? For the excellency of knowing Jesus Christ. And I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. So that I'm aware that when I suffer with him, I'll reign with him. Uri, having no righteousness of my own, but the righteousness that is by faith. So few things that I want us to, four things shortly. That if you and I are saying, I'm seated with Christ, it is ridiculous to have a life contradicting the life of Christ. How rude you tell me that Jesus, impapo pelo ba ha oliba muga na Jesus, ma pelo alona hanyetan. Honalento esata maingand. And clearly we know it's not the problem. Is not with Jesus. Philippians chapter one verse twenty one. I want us to read there quickly. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, remember what Paul says. He says, for me to live is, to die is, so that we redeem time. He says, Christ is the purpose of my life. So few things we need to align ourselves with Christ about. Number one is that Christ is the purpose of our lives. For me to live is Christ. For he died so that those who live may no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them. Clearly you and I seated with him but not having him as our purpose for life, we cannot produce the same results. Or Christ Christ has you and him that is why listen to your excuse these people are always 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 you know they are always tormenting me and provoking me you know what does that mean when a person says these people are taking an advantage of the fact that I'm a Christian. Aren't you so dumb to understand that that's the point? The point is, when you are a child of God, they will have to bring false accusations because that's what they did to Christ. They hated him for nothing. They persecuted him for nothing. Did they find any evidence to crucify him? No. But when you are resisting their persecution, what must you do? Surrender yourself to him who is able to save you. Let's just keep them quick. In Philippians chapter 2, 1 to 5, 
Remember when you, when you get to five, the Bible says, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in. We'll pick on these matters next week or the other week. Christ is the pattern of my life. Christ is the purpose. Christ is the pattern. I live as he. I strive to pray. I strive to do the will of the Father. I'm aware that Jesus says, you can't say you are his sister, brother, if you are not doing the Father's will. So let us read the Gospels. Read and say, Jesus prayed. Jesus loved. Jesus forgave. Jesus had compassion. Jesus rebuked. I must be like that. In Philippians 3, where we just alluded from 18 to 10, where he says, whatever that was of profit to me, I count it loss. You remember? He says, I press on towards the prize. Ne? Towards the what? Something that you win. Christ is our prize. Even if, what shall it profit a, a man to gain the whole world and lose his own? Useless, right? But, if Christ be lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. So Christ is my prize. Christ is what I want to win. Christ is where I want to be. Christ is what I want to say. I have found it all. The Bible says it is the kingdom of God that is like a man getting into a field. He, he discovers a treasure. The Bible says he goes, he sells everything he has to buy this wonderful price. Sells everything for the price. When you do everything to gain a temporary thing, you let your family suffer just for a promotion. You destroy relationships just because you want people to know you. You are the man. You are the woman. But you know what? Paul says, I count it all loss. So that I can be found in this prize. Jesus.